And this is Randy's number one Andy, a song rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up. He's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, keep the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romain, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice big young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it to a proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you. Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say. Let's start the show, Randolph, hit him with uh, the Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, what's happening? Oh, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And who else? Petey Steele. That's right. Three guys on. We are right back at you. Petey, all the way back from the mean streets of Florida, baby. FLA, baby. South Florida. Made it back without losing his mind. 954305, stand up. Mind. Hope you guys are all doing good. Um... Anybody who came out to see me at the Improv, I want to thank you for coming. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed the show. I haven't done the show yet, but I'm sure yeah. <laughs> that you've enjoyed the yeah, show. Yeah, maybe it's an epic bomb. Who knows? We'll, it could we'll be. Know. If it is, um, you'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear about it. Uh, here's some news. My CD is coming out April 25th. There we go. Which is oh, Tuesday, two weeks from tomorrow, as I think that's what it would be. Uh, there's a pre-sale, which will start on the 18th, which is a week from tomorrow. So I'll have all the links posted. I don't have the actual pre-sale link yet. It takes a few days to get it, but uh, I'll have that posted. And you can buy if you buy it ahead of time. It helps with the iTunes chart sales for first week. So if you are going to buy it, then uh, buy it early. Fuck it. Or just at least buy it the day it comes out. But April 25th, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Uh, I don't know where else people buy music. Title. Spotify, you don't really buy on those. You stream at Spotify, Tidal, all those places. CD Baby, you can get it anywhere. So buy it. It's called Vintage. And uh, That's the first time you've announced the title? No. I will announce it on Facebook. So uh, and I'm, uh, probably, uh, maybe on the podcast once, but it's called Vintage. Um, the, uh, the cover was posted on Facebook maybe a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to post a release date one of these days, and I just forgot to. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just actually have the f- official date now. So, April twenty fifth. It's a good cover, black and white. Yeah, vintage, yeah. vintage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a th- that's me on the cover. It's me and my brother. People aren't they weren't sure what that was about, but yeah. it's a, a young refugee looking Andy Klein <laughs> with his fist in the air, fresh out of Syria. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got out. I got out before all that shit happened. Just made it. Mm. Just made it. You're one of the bad alms braves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there, I don't know why that picture was taken. Why we were posed with our fists in the air, and they had a fucking 
head wrap around my head. Really? Fist in the air in the in land picture, of hypocrisy. Yeah. They didn't want to <laughs> debut the Angela Davis fro just yet. Well, I don't. I mean, it 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 was clearly a, a staged picture. The picture was taken um, in the motherland because we hadn't moved here yet. And I think my mother had said she thinks her brother took that picture. She thinks that maybe we had seen protesters out in the street and we wanted to like dress up like, like protesters. Yeah, because that was this was in Iran. This was the late seventies, right before the revolution. Wow, there was like shooting in the streets and shit before we moved. So that was probably that was maybe a year. But this that picture was from seventy seven. The revolution was seventy nine, but it was probably starting up. So it's possible we were like, oh, cool. Can we right. put on a thing and put our fists in the air just <laughs> guys, like those guys? You guys were running around still speaking Iranian. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of <laughs> sounds. Farsi. It's, a lot of Farsi. Uh, a lot of. <laughs> You still um, speak Farsi? No, it was my first language, but I don't speak it. I don't remember it. Wow. The um, we came here in '79, so I was like four, and like my memories in life kind of start then. I I remember mm-hmm. a couple things from before that, but I think just being here and just being having distance from that, we just forgot it. I was in like, France when I was four for the whole year. My mother really? was studying over there abroad doing a fellowship. Yeah. And I remember some of it and I did learn French briefly and then forgot all the shit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. My little brother learned French like that. Yeah. Same deal. See, I got the wrap around my head. Yeah. Yeah. What the Isla? So, uh, <laughs> That's badass. I don't know. We may have been imitating, uh, anti-American protesters, uh, Cause that you know that's they took over that shit. That's why we had to yeah. fucking leave. It yeah. was like you better get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I think my dad had to leave before us because he was American. We were half, but he they had to know. get just get the fuck out. You know, and then my mother had to get us out like shortly after that. So there you go. And there's, that's the possible story behind that picture. But I just think it's a cool picture. Yeah, I do too. You know, yeah, it's a good picture. It's not just black people that put their fists in the air, guys. Nope, <laughs> fists in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Can we, uh, can we take a picture of us burning Jimmy Carter in effigy, Uncle? <laughs> can we do that? I'm almost three. <laughs> I can light a fire. I was between two and three years old in that picture. Jimmy Carter, did he just die or was that his wife? No, he's still alive. No, I don't think his I wife think died either. I don't think did so, you know? Or maybe his mom, Rosalind. Or, uh, or no, Rosalind's his Rosalind's wife. Rosalind's the wife. Rosalind's the wife. I fucking forget. She's still alive. He, this was, is, this he is had a, cancer for a minute and then he beat it. Yeah. This is the result of Petey being in Florida. Yeah. Just yeah. assume. <laughs> most conversations about how some old person has or has not died. Yeah. Right. There's hey, of- if he ain't dead, he's living in Florida, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right. And just waiting. <laughs> That's all you got to know. <laughs> waiting for death. Don Rickles died. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I didn't listen old. to a lot of Don Rickles. Did you guys? I didn't come I didn't up listen on to him, him like that. If you watch those clips, though, that guy was oh a phenom. Oh, my God. He's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, some of those roasts. That yeah. shit doing Reagan, Emmanuel there's, Lewis there's brings two Reagan on roasts. stage. Woo. That's the one where Reagan was president. Mm-hmm. There's another one when Reagan was governor. And- it's like a Dean Martin roast, mm-hmm. and same deal. Like just Rickles just tears into him. Reagan's like sitting up on the dais. You know, he's a, Reagan's a showbiz guy too, so they yeah. all kind of knew each other. But uh, you know, I mean, he was I, it, he doesn't have signature bits. He just has a signature, yeah, a signature style. style. So mm-hmm. it's not like say, oh, like the seven dirty words or whatever. There's nothing like that. Yeah. But you watch some of those clips. Like that guy was just he was a killer. I mean. Yeah. I watched that Klein special again. I was telling Frankie to watch it. Robert Klein? Yeah, because he incorporates singing into his act. I'm like, if you want to start incorporating singing into your act, it starts. She already does. Yeah. I said, watch, watch the way Klein, watch the way this guy does it. You forget, 
you know, you forget what a beast these guys were when you watch Alan King, watch old. I tell everybody, you want to learn timing, watch that Alan King uh, uh, survived by his wife. Watch that bit. If you're a comic and you want to learn timing, watch Alan King's bit. Look it up on YouTube, survived by his wife. The timing of that bit is is so perfect. You know, wow. and you watch Rickles and you see, they guys were all monsters on stage yep. monsters and you don't you don't remember now i was not i didn't really watch rickles like that but i knew what he was mm-hmm. you, know, you could just yeah. see it on somebody <laughs> you know you're like, yeah. oh, that guy's a that guy's a real deal <laughs> you know yeah but those clips that's the best thing about youtube is you can go look at old yeah. shit that there's no way you would have seen otherwise it, yeah. exactly and yeah. i don't take advantage enough of that i yeah. realize that there's it, a lot it, of studying that you can do i do when i'll I be saw, up till four in the morning sometimes yeah, just going down that, that rabbit too. hole yeah when i saw chris rock with you guys and then i went again in florida i took my dad to see him because he's always been a fan yeah and that was in front of five thousand people the bigger theater yeah fucking huge it was the hard rock Seminole cafe did he change the material that time nope it was the same the same, same material and right, it just yeah. crushed he maybe did like a couple local bits about how yeah. fucked up Florida is yeah. or whatever. I don't yeah. even remember. And he's kind of narrow. Good. He's narrowed down now what he wants to do. And Janelle wasn't there. Uh, Artie was there. Yeah. Fuqua. He opened. He did like 25. And then Chris, you know. So it was just it, a two-minute. It was a quick, yeah. like, two-hour thing. But it was just phenomenal still. Yeah, yeah I'm waiting on That's going to be the next the next big one. Uh, shout out to Louie who just dropped his. Which yeah, I, I, I liked it. it. I didn't like it as much as the Chappelle ones. Oh, speaking of the Chappelle ones. But I liked ones, it. Um, mm. This is why I'm bad at Twitter. Uh, the woman who had tweeted at me last week that we sort of uh, hey, touched dear. on. How are you? Uh, she she furthered the conversation with me on Twitter a few okay, days ago. Great. Did you was, go back and forth with her on Twitter? Did you no, I just, it's too immediate. I'm like, I'll get back to it. Or, yeah, you never do. Yeah, and then it's like he's oh, not ign- he's not ignoring you. It's like too much. Well, I was like, well, I'll just talk about it on the podcast. We try not to do that. <laughs> we try not um, to let me see where she is because I don't. Some of these, you know, you don't want to miss any of them. Um, she had talked about uh, in what world are trans women safe? Trans women of color safe? And we mm-hmm. were like, what was what was that a reference to? Yeah. So she said, uh, my safe comment had to do with the bit where he says trans women are safer than black men, so much so that. Thugs are wearing heels. Oh, okay, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, all yeah right. like I, I couldn't think of that moment. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good review to say. Yeah, which uh, I mean, I know what he's referring to. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of he, uh, he kind of said that where you know if if trans people were getting killed the way black people were getting killed by cops, yeah, it would be a whole different issue. Although there are trans black people, so yeah. you know, but. Anyway, she says, uh, this is Jada, by the way. She says, not, hey, saying, Jada. not saying trans women should be exempt from comedy, but suggesting heels will save you when life expectancy of trans women of color is 35 is dangerous. 35. 35. I didn't know we didn't mm. know that. I didn't know it was like that. Uh, also, the bit about trans women at the head of the table running meetings when gender identity isn't a, universi- isn't a universally protected class. Uh, lazy setup for a lazier punchline about throwing a cutoff dick on the table. Again, that's not how that works. Well, well yeah. we uh, we know that, <laughs> right? But I just expected more. <laughs> we that that we do know. <laughs> yeah, I just expected more. And she says later, listening, listen to the full episode. Maybe lazy is the wrong word. I respect his skills, but I thought they were silly. Read as dumb jokes. Well, um, yes, jokes can be dumb. Yeah. Well, and I said last week, had that been me. I would if I'd have thought of that joke, I would have vetoed it. Mm-hmm. I would have thought, eh, that's not a very, that's not sound. It's not a sound thought. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a silly, dumb joke. 
And I would have not done it. Uh, the prison fag joke, I, I would have <laughs> not used that phrase. Mm-hmm. But Chappelle did. But yeah, I get where you're coming from on that, mm-hmm. Jada. I mean, that's uh, the life expectancy 35. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. that's news to And me. I still don't know, think that exempts people from jokes necessarily. Um, the joke was about safety. But I, I know what he's, the point he was making, mm-hmm. which was more about... I think the point he was making was that police are, the police are just wantonly killing black men. They have been for years. Right. That's not to say that the police aren't wantonly killing transgender black women. Right, but it could be that they are. We just don't know it. I think his point was the response would be different because yes. because people have different with, values. I agree with that. Though. Now the thing with that too, for if me, it was the police doing it, if it's yeah. other black people killing other black people, nobody looks at it. And yeah, I would. I would imagine that most transgender transgender black women are killed by black men, usually by black men who are. I would. I would be willing to bet you. It's not even transphobic. They're gay. And Put they're that fighting. gay on me. Mm, Put yeah. that gay on me and they're fighting it so they kill him. I'd be I'd be more than willing to bet that ninety five percent of them are that. Mm-hmm. You know, or or you went to get you when you got the gay, I'm doing air quotes, you got the gay in prison and you came out mm-hmm. and you're and now you're kind of cruising around the, the gay world in the you know who's coming into town is Samson. I think we should try to get him on. Yeah. And talk with him about this. You might yeah, have to bookmark I, this and bring Samson on. Yeah. So yeah, we don't want to make the. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have the same episode every week. So we don't have to always. We don't have to go through it all right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's mm-hmm. let's bookmark. I don't it. have all that much see, to what's, bring what's her to name? the table. Jada. Well, see, Jada, you you. I think you, you just sparked a provoked thought. A good alleyway for us to go down. Yeah. Thanks to Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Chappelle's always had those silly jokes. That right, are a he, little that bit, he has. a little bit wrong. He had to have been on for what it's worth, where he ran into a Native American yeah, right, at the store, right. and he was like, uh, "I studied you in social studies," <laughs> and it was like, "You're you're a Navajo, so you're like a hunter gatherer." And I was like, "No, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic," <laughs> <laughs> which is just a a, a, a negative Native yeah. American stereotype as the punchline, right? But it was just so fucking it's silly, just silly mm-hmm. and funny, you know. It's just like throwing a dick out on the t- that's yeah. just it's just silly. Sometimes with comedy, someone will do a filthy joke, but it'll be so silly you don't it doesn't read as dirty to you. Yeah. It just reads as goofy and stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it, it's graphically dirty. I, you I'm know, an alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> but in fact, I mean. That is a huge problem in a lot of Native American yeah. communities. Uh, yeah. And there's interesting theories by addiction experts about why that takes place. And one of the more interesting ones I've heard is that it's an evolutionary thing because of lack of exposure to alcohol for the period of time as long as like oh, really? Nordics or Irish people, which, you know, is like moderate, even though Irish guys like me get associated and I am an alcoholic, but you yeah, know well, what I mean? That's putting that aside. <laughs> yeah, putting that aside. But you know, the and then Jewish people have the least incidence of it because they've been exposed to it for seven thousand years. So natural selections weeded out the non hackers. But Native Americans and Eskimos, forget about it. Really? Three hundred years they've had. So they haven't maybe. they haven't built up sort of the antibody so to speak that's right yeah nor a um, or we just haven't figured out who's who nor a genetic um the, genetic the gene hasn't been weeded out yeah, yeah. The, the, the alcohol the gene, gene hasn't gotten stronger right. or the addiction gene you know stronger or weaker depending on how you look at it mm-hmm. yeah you know? that's one theory there but hasn't been an evolution an evolutionary 
step down right. through there. You know? Right. It's interesting. So yeah. let's all intermarry with Native Americans and, uh, you know, <laughs> introduce some new genes to their yeah. pool. Yeah. That's right. You know? I give one the moderate alcoholic gene. <laughs> the there you go. It the can moderate. be like a three quarters. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's of better a vote what, on prohibition. That's better than what you got. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than what you yeah. got. Do we get any other emails? We do get some emails. Um, and we also got a nice tip this week. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Jada. By the way, that's yeah, well, yeah. That's I, I get where you're coming from, Jada. And I, and like I said, I, I would have vetoed those ideas for myself mm. because I'm such a woke comic. Yeah, he's woke. Uh, and that's the thing with Chappelle. Like people say, well, maybe Chappelle has lost touch. Chappelle's a year older than me. We're the same age. Yeah, he hasn't lost touch. You know, but he is also <laughs> a guy with two kids living in Ohio. Yeah. So may, I mean, he's living in a like a hippie town in Ohio, but maybe he is not quite as plugged into certain things. Ohio, as, really? As me, he lives in. Yeah, he lives. He in, might be and just don't give a fuck. <laughs> this could. He might be, be going too. for the joke. He's How a smart he dude. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. a dumb guy. Yeah. So you know, it could be a combination of all those things, but he has a history of just going for mm-hmm. the joke. silly joke, the goofy shit, and then he'll kind of laugh himself and slap his thigh with the microphone, mm-hmm. and everybody will sort of he'll let you off the hook from mm-hmm. taking that it that seriously. Um, Dude's a killer, man. Guy's a killer. Yeah, he's on an animal. He is a killer. We have an email from Mikkel who emailed us last week. This is kind of long, so let's see. Um, hey guys, I love the show. I just want to throw in my opinions out there. This is a Chappelle-related thing, mm. uh, and it's just opinions in advance. Sorry for the bad punctuation, spelling errors. I think the girl who wrote in last week about Dave Chappelle is right. That's okay. Jada. Jada, uh, we just talked about Jada. Dave Chappelle said some problematic things, but. Where do we draw the line? Sometimes people want it to defend what people say versus defend that person. Dave Chappelle seems like that ninja on the block that wants to make everybody laughs. He's not, I agree with that. He's not a politician, but I do think you need to be careful with somebody that is popular and big as him. He can create a bad narrative of certain groups of people. I think people have elevated Chappelle to this like social commentator status because of a couple sketches on Chappelle's show because of the Clayton Bixby and mm-hmm. maybe one or two other things. But he's always been a dude who just kind of mm-hmm. has a silly streak, does some dirty jokes, smart, insightful, but he's not necessarily, he's not Chris Rocky. He's not a political commentator. He no. said, "Yeah, I'm not going to talk about police. I'll leave that to Chris Rock. he Rock. never has been. So, I mean, he knows what his lane is where he says, I'll yeah. leave that to Chris Rock. He was speaking in earnestness. He wasn't speaking in... Yeah. And then um, I'm just going to say, well, I'm just going to say Chris Rock. And I'll leave it to Chris Rock. If yeah. Chris Rock does that. I don't do that. Uh, Mikhail says, listening to the black guy who tips. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, he wrote shout out in the, in the email. My opinion upon the trans community and gay community have changed. For instance, he shouldn't have used the word F asterisk. You mean, you mean fact? You mean? Uh, I, I you I did, can't. You can I type it. That Lightning one. won't strike you. Uh, well, he, he also ninja. he did N with like four asterisks earlier when I said ninja. You can type that too. <laughs> Lightning's not going to strike you. Yeah, I just won't say it. Uh, I mean, it's a word. He's talking about fag. I mean, it's a word that I used. I used to use when I was younger, but now I don't use it. Times have changed. Also, the thing he said Good. about your you tranny people tricking people into fucking them was probably something we shouldn't have said. Uh, he should have said that to me. Doesn't show growth. It shows ignorance. And then he used his wife's gay friend to co-sign jokes. It's kind of like saying, "I love black people." Black people. I get a. I got a friend. You well, know, now here's the thing. I don't think he used his wife's gay friend to co-sign anything because he wasn't particularly. I don't know if nice is the word for his wife's gay friend. He just mentioned that his wife has a gay friend, 
and that the gay the wife's gay friend is an asshole to him. What do you say? He's like, the guy looks like how a cat how a cat would yeah, a cat stares. At you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so funny. Hi, David. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you on my couch eating my motherfucking fake Newtons? <laughs> Mikhail says, does does he call his wife's friend faggot? And do they call him N-word, which he spelled out this time? Uh, I'm not going to say it, though. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, he's not going to cross that line if he's not going to say it to his wife's friend's face, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I doubt it. Now, I do know that this special was filmed about a year ago, and maybe a year ago he could have got away. Wait a second. To that... Um I don't curse around my parents, but I curse all the time. Does that mean I'm not being honest when I don't curse around my parents? Right. So I don't know if those are the – that's not really the same thing. Because no, like I, people, said, I, don't, I don't curse around People my draw parents. lines like that a lot. Right, and um, I curse I curse all the time, all yeah. the time. I curse around my kid. Well, his wife's friend may not exist. That could be a <laughs> prop <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, as a exactly. that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Those that, that – but I'm sure he really, watched the special. Doesn't really run. Very good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or has heard about it by If this now. person exists. If He's, he exists. Uh, Mikkel says the special was filmed about a year ago. In fact, I think the one where it says prison fact was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a year ago he could have got away with some of this stuff. That being said, uh, should I have thrown both bathwater out with the baby? No. But there is a line you can cross. For instance, I probably can never watch it. Bill Cosby, okay, well, yeah, I never watched Bill Cosby again, mm-hmm. only because his crimes and well, the Bill things Cosby's he did a rapist. Yeah. was just so outlandishly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. But for somebody like Dave Chappelle, I'll probably watch another special. Dave Chappelle, maybe the the authority on race, racist, see, Mikel has that no punctuation millennial thing going. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, the authority on race, racist comedy. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. Mm. But that's it. And something on on sometimes on y'all show, you guys kind of justify comics saying if you don't like the joke, leave or just look at look at it from a certain perspective or don't criticize them. Uh, if never done stand up before, etc. Stand up is a public forum and public art, so I feel like we do have a right to criticize. But uh, I do know you guys are in between a rock and a hard place because you run around in the same crowd with some of these comedians and maybe want to work with them someday. So that's not why. <laughs> that's false. <laughs> that, for that, me, that's wrong. I just yeah. saw the same it old has Dave. Nothing to do with it. And that's okay because I didn't pay for it and it was already on my Netflix. Sorry for the long email. Um, you guys don't go in too hard. Guys love the show. Yeah. Um, well, going backwards, we don't. We don't censor anything we say because of we may or may not end up working with somebody chances are we're not going to and we don't ever i don't ever think that oh i'm gonna end up working with this person that's not gonna happen if so we were younger us. comics maybe yeah but we're not kids so you can get that out of your head yeah i gotta worry Miguel. i'm 35 <laughs> <laughs> these guys you know you can get that out of your head um, um yeah we're not doing it we're not trying to play politics we we are erring on the side of let comics let, do what they want um and you know, speaking let, of which, I'm trying to find the clip. There's let a clip. comics, let comics be comics. If you don't like it, I would suggest the easiest thing to do is just not to not to watch, not to watch nor listen. Have you seen the Chappelle clip from Laugh Factory when he's talking about Michael Richards? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pull it up here because that also sort of explains what we're talking about with that. People take an ownership of of um, of of the creator of the art that you don't possess i can remember people saying things about um pick any pick literally any famous musician and there will be somebody saying that i don't like them doing this or how dare they do this or they should do this because i don't like it right well Mm -hmm. you don't get to tell the artist what it is that they can and can't do 
whether you be can critique it though. You can critique mm-hmm. it. No one's ever said not to critique it. I just don't like when the critiques aren't based in in a reality thing. Your critiques are based in in reality based. So I don't have a problem with any critique that you that you would say. But there are a lot of people who are just critiquing something because it's the critique of the moment. Mm-hmm. Or or you're do trying to get some ass. So this yeah. is this is gonna make you more more agreeable <laughs> to people. Get woke points. This is yeah, you go, yeah, thank you, Petey. You're gonna get woke Call points. Call it kill And that happens more than you know. You yeah. You know. So this is Chappelle talking about Michael Richards because it's interesting because he talks about how he feels as a person and how he feels as a comedian. This okay. is a I mean, he's on stage, he's doing jokes, but it's. They got a real life paparazzi. I see you. Fucking thing I am. What do you think is a game? Watching out for the media. I'm like Bigfoot, nigga. When people see me, they freak the fuck out. Even other celebrities get surprised and say, oh, shit. <laughs> That's from a few years ago. Hey, thanks. Come on, you only got 10 minutes. God damn. <laughs> so, no, it's good. I don't have any material. That stuff's for pussies. Every time I see this backdrop, I think about Kramer fucking up. <laughs> That's why I can't. I don't want to see no camera phones on my ass tonight. Because <laughs> my, I'm telling you right now, my, you know, like I'm not wrapped too tight. Like they, they put a lot of that corporate pressure on me. So I, this might be the night that I, this might be the night that I snap, and you got, you guys be lucky. It's like having tickets to see Siegfried and Roy the night that tiger bit that motherfucker. <laughs> like, I was there when that Chappelle freaked. I was there. <laughs> Cause that's why we really go to the Tiger Show, right? You don't, <laughs> you don't go to see somebody be safe with tigers. You go thinking in the back of your mind, like, this nigga might get bit. <laughs> right. I'd like to see that in person for thirty-five dollars if I could. <laughs> Never seen somebody get bit by a tiger before. <laughs> Only thirty-five dollars. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. I tell you the truth, when I seen Kramer's tape, I learned about myself. You know what I learned? I think I'm only like 20% black and, and 80% comedian. You know what I mean? And uh, black dudes can relate. You know what I mean, bro? Like when you saw that shit, you was furious, right? Black dude me was like, Kramer, you motherfucker. Like, I was hurt. And the comedian in me was just like, whew, niggas having a bad set. <laughs> Don't let him break you, Kramer. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there so bad. Because you know, you know, in the back of his mind, he was thinking, "I'll get him the next show." <laughs> there won't be a next show, Kramer. Now that. That's when we, true. When we've all crossed lines, yeah. whether inadvertently or on purpose, uh, that if there was a viral video taken of us, we'd be over. Yeah, we've said oh, some yeah. shit that if you isolate 15 seconds of a of a moment, yeah, we're done. I'd do it. Nightly. So yeah, yeah. Petey does it uh, just driving in the car. Yeah, just in the car, yeah. he's doing it. So when we kind of defend, it's not necessarily to curry favor with uh, work with people or whatever. We understand that a lot of these things uh, can be taken and run with. 
and turned into something else. And so we're like, yeah, I get what he's, go- I get where he's going. I've, I've taken that. I've turned left there when I should have turned right before. Um, even fucking Don Imus, I was like, yeah, we've all, that wasn't a scripted thing he said about Nappy Head. He was just talking off the top of his head. We've all said some shit off the top of our head. Now, Chappelle's thing was a special of bits that he yeah. worked on. But we, we, as comics, we take it like that. We're like, well, you know, I've probably said some shit. I was talking to Chris Lambert the other day um, about my CD, which we're going to do an episode of his podcast. But this is my first CD. I've been doing comedy a long time. And my mentality is kind of the old school, which is you wait years and make a CD at the culmination of something. That's Whereas what I did. younger guys kind of, it's more like a band. Like here's our first album. We were a garage mm-hmm. band and here's our next album. We were a little bit better and you can kind of go back and see. So a lot of my old bits are gone. They're just gone into the ether. They don't exist anymore. I don't do them anymore. But there was some problematic shit back then. You mm-hmm. know, like there's some shit that if it would come back to haunt me possibly, you know, if, if I did record them, I wish I would have made CDs earlier. But on the other hand, when I was young and, you know, prided myself on taking risks more on stage just for the sake of it to sort of feel myself out. I would have said some shit that maybe would have come back to haunt me. Yeah. I don't even like my Facebook memories from like five years ago. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. Hope yeah. the NSA ain't got. Yeah. yeah. And I think Rock. you should take risks as a comic. And I, th- I think it's healthy to take risks. And I think when you're young, you should intentionally take risks to find out where you're comfortable on the risk spectrum. And I for, certainly for myself, I made myself sort of say things that were a little bit, you know, pushing at the crowd, you know, poking at the crowd. But, you know, some of that shit, if you look back, I might have said some shit that people were like, ah, you know, that's the wrong way to look at that, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. my, philosophy, my philosophy has always been, it isn't always, but it grew into it. But I use it in personal training also is establish the boundaries. Yeah. And go a little bit beyond them. Right. That's so when right. You go a little bit beyond if you're, if you're, and this is for people, anybody who's trying to work out, find out where your boundaries are and go beyond them. Every time you work out, go a little bit beyond your boundaries. And that's sometimes, the only way you make improvement. But sometimes you find out that the boundary was in the right place. Right. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't go beyond that I boundary. shouldn't go beyond. Mm-hmm. But you only find out when beyond, you go beyond it. Yeah. And, and if, if someone's you, recording you yeah. as a stand up and you go beyond it. Yeah. You learn where the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. So the fun, the fun of stand up. To me, good. To me, I agree with Patrice. Stand up is magical and really good when fifty percent of the audience don't like you. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that means that means you found the boundary and you went beyond it. Yeah, right? you know. And uh, it's when not I so lose, much they don't. Yeah, they don't like you, but they're still paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> they're still paying. Yeah, and they don't. They don't hate you. And no. I don't mean like that. No, but they. But they're like, man, this shit is great. And and or it makes them think about it. Or they. Or maybe they they realize something about you or something. That's right. that's when stand up turns into turns into that blue magic. Establish the boundaries and go a little bit beyond. So Chappelle likes to go about, likes to go beyond the boundaries, and the boundaries for him aren't the same as the boundaries for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we have one more email, but we also have. Uh, that was a good uh, one, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I also yeah. give a shout out to. Uh, we just got a. We got a. A PayPal, a nice, a nice tip in the tip nice jar. Healthy one, thank you. And uh, I don't want to name names, but the guy said uh, it's for Mike Cables, which we just replaced. Which we one. literally just replaced. Uh, thank you. Bonded thank you. or a one-hour warning light. Well, I don't know if we need a. Uh, we could, Well, I'll go with yeah. the. I'm going to do the bonded. That's on the. Well, uh, or a one-hour warning light. Thanks for doing such a good job with 3GO. So Thanks so much. We got you. you. We saw the tip. Thank you very much. You know who you are. Yep, um, thank you so much. One more email you know entitled, <laughs> entitled Dave Special. <laughs> um, three for three 
Short email. Love you, Andy. Well, that's the best way to get me to read it. Yeah. Um, I watched both of the specials and laughed my ass off for most of it. Mm-hmm. Insert sigh. <laughs> I knew Love Andy was a disclaimer. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but being that y'all speak on issues that go on within the black community, I was very surprised with y'all, especially Randolph, defending Dave using slurs. But it was a room full of cisgendered heterosexual people. This is last week with Frankie uh, speaking. So I guess I should have expected that. Uh, I understand that as comics, you want the right to say whatever you want. But Dave was playing wrong by using the terms he used. It's possible to enjoy the specials and also call out using those terms as harmful. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those words are like the N-word to me. Only the people who the term is used against have the right to use it. And the user has to be mindful that even within the community, uh, there are people who are against those terms being used mm-hmm. to address them. Also, there are so many other colorful, t- colorful terms to address people that aren't slurs. Uh, so use the use is just lazy. Um, well, like I, already, I guess I'll reiterate. I would not have said those things if it was mm-hmm. me. But I, I'm not going to say Chappelle should. That's the no, line that I. I'm would not going to either. You know. I also defend white comedians saying nigga on stage. I don't particularly have a problem with it. I have a problem with it in, in, in the usage of it. You have a problem with it in the, in the usage of it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and there's consequences, you know. And there's consequences for yeah, it. And, and, I'm fine with, and I'm fine with that. I think Chappelle was pretty aware that there would be consequences, right. you know, for Again, because he's not a dumb guy. Yeah. Louis says nigger on stage all the time. I've said before, all the time. I've said before, well, Andy Klein does it all the time. Now, Louis, on the other hand, I'm more Michael Richards. Just with does it, it occasionally. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you if you have a have something to say, okay, well, go ahead. There's going to be there's going to be a consequence for it. I don't particularly have a problem with with languages that people use. Yeah, it's a the blanket rule thing. Yeah. Can be a because there is context and all that stuff where it would fit. Um, but, you know, if you use that, I've always said before, I don't get to define someone else's context. Right. So mm-hmm. if I say, I well, there's a context here for me, I'm clearly examining the word from this perspective and mm-hmm. I need to say it in order to get this thought out, um, you know, the way Louis C.K. does or something mm-hmm. else. The guy in the front row, his context might be, if I hear one more per- white dude say yeah. that word, I'm going to punch I'm him in the face. punch somebody in the face. face. You know? Right. Yeah. So you have to be willing to accept, accept, and I'm sure Louis and Dave Chappelle are, you have to yeah. be willing to accept that consequence how they receive it that mm-hmm. people are, that people may or may not receive it can receive it any kind of way you have to be willing to accept that and they have their own context and their own issues with it and sometimes baggage and sometimes um, they're just no matter what the circumstance they're just like I don't care why you think you can say that so with Chappelle like I'm just silly I'm slapping the mic against my thigh when I say prison fag it's mm-hmm. goofy I get that but to to someone watching or in the crowd they're like I don't give a fuck how silly it is to you, mm-hmm. it's not it's not the way it is for me. Yeah. So your context doesn't matter because my context trumps your context. You know, for instance, people throw around the term fuckboy all the time. I don't particularly use the term fuckboy mm-hmm. because if you're, if you're calling somebody a fuckboy, you are calling them a prison fag. And you do using air quotes because that's what a fuckboy fuck is, somebody who's abused in prison and used in a sexual manner as, as a oh, sexual yeah. Yeah. That where that came oh, from? Yeah. Fuck boys. Oh. It's a sexual toy in prison. Okay. So you're telling somebody that there's there's somebody else's sexual toy. Now I don't particularly use 
the term fuck. But people throw it around all the time. People don't right. know that. About, no, they about don't the know term. it. And, it's and those that do me. know it, that's why they use it. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a term that around where the place that came from came from, you get popped in the mouth for saying that. And I see a lot of just like really soft people just going, he's a fuck boy, he's a fuck boy. And I'm like, yo, you better yeah. watch you throw that fucking term Oh, because around. for some people that's like, like you're in prison, oh, yeah, you're, in prison fuck you're a fuck beat. boy. Yeah. That means that, that that you're you're somebody's sexual toy. So if I call you a fuckboy, I'm ten, I'm saying that about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a sexual. You're somebody's sexual toy. And prison, sometimes with which people means you're who, less than in prison. Who you might know get traded better. for some cigarettes. Sometimes for people who know better, I'm kind of like, why don't you just say what you really mean, like yeah. a yeah. man? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So when somebody calls somebody a fuckboy, they've just kind of figured out a slick way to call somebody a faggot. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what they that's mean. That's it. I think for a lot of people though, it's like when just word meanings change. I think fuckboy is just another way of saying asshole, idiot, right. dummy, dumb fuck. I say yeah. dumb fuck, but yeah. uh, like words you know that used to be like you know retarded or retard. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's a medical origin to that word, right. <clears throat> but now you don't say it. Right. So or moron, you know words like that. Yeah. They have they they've changed. I still say moron. Yeah, I, like I say yeah. moron a lot. I that's a good. <laughs> I, like, I think that's a good word. It has a good. It has a good. Good yeah. timber. It has a good timber to it. But some moron. of those words were not insults. They're just they were just ways to classify <laughs> right. certain types of people. So and then they become insulting, and it's like we shouldn't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you know, fuck boy, kind of it's it's for a lot of people. It's just not, it. The origin doesn't really matter anymore. It's just right. it's just like when you get on the subway in New York and there's a bunch of white kids and Latino kids and black kids all thrown out the N word. That's just the language they speak now. Right. The origin of that word doesn't really matter to them. It's popular usage now to just say it all yeah. the time. And that's it's just like us saying dude or man. Mm-hmm. They just throw it out there. So their context in which is 30 all, years, which is why the video of the old of the old black man slapping the shit out of yeah. a young white dude always makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm like you fucking yep. you fuck boy. That's that, <laughs> but that's the uh, you had no idea what was coming your way, did you? Nope. That's a good example of two different contexts clashing. Like, I have my context. In my context, yeah. teenagers say that word, and the old dude's like. Yeah, it's, not it's, today. It's <laughs> not yeah. today. Or like Tom Hanks' son going like, "Oh yeah, I can drop the n bomb like yeah, wherever." Yeah. That might work well with all your like couple of black friends in yeah. your hundred million dollar mansion in Malibu or whatever. But you come around my way yeah. dropping come that on these yeah. streets. I'll, I'll, I know white dudes that'll clock you for saying that <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, come on, come on these streets. You know, so I don't, I don't. Um, I guess the upshot is is that. I don't mind language, and I go back and I really try to listen to language, you know, because I've had comics throw that. What if what if like was saying the N word? I'm like, you really don't know me if you think that that that's not going to be enough. Well, that's uh, that's you know, also like if you were to say something about a woman in your set, would you call your daughter that? You know, like people can always personalize <laughs> yeah. it to yeah. you and change. People the- say that to me about WNBA. Well, what if your daughter played it? Because I'm like, WNBA is not. It's not good basketball. It's just, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I just I no. don't want to see it. It's it's not nearly as fast. But if you're, it's, it's your daughter, it's slow, and that's what they say. But what if your daughter was playing WNBA? I'm like, then I would fucking go to the games. It's your, yeah, if Fuck your daughter, yeah. 
<laughs> you fuck boy. I would go to the game. That's what would happen. My daughter was playing. I would go to the game and if, I would sit there and watch and cheer. I do now. If your daughter was into basketball. archery, you, you yeah. sound like you love mm-hmm. archery. I don't love archery. You'd go. I'd go and watch. You make sacrifices is, for your family. I'd go and I'd watch. <laughs> I'm not going to watch your daughter yeah. <laughs> or your kid. You're not I'm the not, dude alone at the Little League game. I uh, know. I think I'd take my mother to church because I believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she just needs a ride. I don't do that. I've sat in I've sat in many little girls sporting events now, just watching yeah. bad sports being played. <laughs> just yep. and cheering. Yeah. <laughs> and cheering. Good job, you. Yeah, cheering. <laughs> you know. Amusing myself at the at the parents who take the shit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, sit down, fat ass. You just mad because that, that used to be you. You ain't Fuck sit boy. down. <laughs> it's usually a dude, too. Ugh. Yeah. The fucking worst. <laughs> fucking I came up in the era before Little League worst. parents got too crazy. Yeah. But I remember those videos starting like in the like the mid-90s of like yeah. the fucking parents running out and beating up umpires and shit. Started turning, yeah. it was because it started turning into, uh, I'm convinced a lot of this started with the rise of reality TV, but which yeah. we'll come back to in a second because that's going to lead us into talking about Trump. Thank you for the email, by the way. We appreciate it. Yeah, you. it's uh, threeguysonatgmail.com. If you uh, email us, we'll read it. If you, especially if you say, love you, Andy, in the first line. It's um, getting read. I might read that one again Thank on Thursday. Thank episode. you for the email. Uh, that was, well, we never said who sent that, actually. Um that was oh they didn't sign it. What's the name? They didn't sign it. Uh, Naria. Thank you, Naria. Naria sent that. We appreciate um, you. And Mikkel sent the other one. And uh, that's the all, that's all the emails for this week. Yeah. Mikkel sent one last week too. He was talking about paying for episodes where he We're working would on maybe it. not pay if because we do a lot of inside comedy talk yeah. and it's not. Well, we don't mind. We don't that's mind. Fine. That's I mean, fine. you know, we'll we uh, mind. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you fuck boy. <laughs> fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a new 3GO hashtag. Uh, Spelled B O Y. Problematic. Yeah. Problematic. I think that sports kind of, when sports kind of went to traveling things and all these thing, other things started being attached to sports. Like uh, your kid could get a scholarship or your kid could end up playing in the, in the pros. He's not going to end up playing mm-hmm. in the pros and stuff like that. That people, particularly these fathers started going berserko. Well, mm-hmm. your kid would play in the pros if there weren't so many other white guys on the team. There you go. Bringing him down. Ooh, he fucked up. Didn't he fuck up? Ooh, he <laughs> fucked up. You ball. knew that was coming. You knew that fuck up was coming. Because well, he, he says had, outlandish shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, it, it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, you fuck. Ooh, you're going you to learn today. Did you see, I mean, we can get we can get into the story. Like, did you see Ryan Clark on ESPN? Talking oh, about um, Ryan Clark was like Lonzo. that. Uh, the dude your son was guarding dropped thirty nine. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was his fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah, but, but you know, I think it. And he's half. Well, the dude's half white anyway. His kids yeah. half white. Yeah. So yeah, your mom was white. Was the kid that dropped thirty nine on him white? Nah, no, no. Nah, don't matter. So. He wasn't so. guarding nobody. There was nobody <laughs> at UCLA was, was doing any D. The point was maybe <laughs> your kid wasn't playing very well, and maybe yeah. since he's the best player on the team, he needs to look at himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those three white guys on the team was is also a first round prospect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's a scrub either. Yeah. Uh. Well, but we haven't even set up the story. Yeah. Yeah. Love Lavar Ball or Levar what Ball. the fuck ever. Yeah, I just think that you know the the sporting. The thing, if you watch the thing about the the parents on HBO, that one where they, the parents are all yelling at their kids and stuff like that, I came up in the in martial arts and boxing. You see it bad there because kids are fighting. Yeah, so it's bad there. Yeah, you know, parents yelling. You do see a lot of mothers in boxing matches and and martial arts. 
going berserk. Do you see the mothers fighting the other mobs? No, but there's a lot of yelling at their. I know because I was a ref a lot in in karate. The un, the upper belts, meaning the black belts, would ref the littler kids. Yeah. So you have to referee the fights. So you would have parents yelling at you. You didn't you didn't give my kid their points and blah blah blah. And I've oh. I've had to get up send, in their face. I've, yeah, that's a mistake. I've had to send parents <laughs> away or. Tell them I'll disqualify their kid <laughs> or uh, take points away from their kid. Anytime you open your mouth, I'm going to take a point off. Uh, <laughs> take points away from yeah, the kid. one point happen. from yeah. fuckboy. Yeah, shit like that. As you stare at the parent. You know, or I've had to tell. <laughs> one to, point from fuckboy. <laughs> I've had to tell parents to uh, to get to get a handle on their kid or I'm going to disqualify him. Yeah. I've had to tell <laughs> Instructors that get a, get a handle on your on this boy here. I'm gonna disqualify him. <laughs> get a handle on him. I'm gonna disqualify him. You know, and then in boxing, it's worse because a fight is going on and parents are just hollering the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then usually yelling at the ref. Well, yeah. I mean, some of those like you see those occasional soccer leagues where someone beats up a ref or shoots him. Yeah. You know, like even like players on the they'll go to the car and get the right. gun and come back and oh, shoot the fucking fuck. ref. That happened a couple years right. ago. Right. I think it's because of reality, reality television. Well, there's a lot more Follow like me. fighting being enabled. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's because on reality television, there was this thing of reality television that it, after, I guess the first real world, maybe even the second real world, it might even be the first one, yeah. moving forward, this thing of like, you can argue with people and there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing of people in each other's faces just screaming and hollering. You just get booted out the house. And not yeah. even that for a long time. For a long time, it was like you just scream and holler at each other, and then you still have to live if you together. If you touch each other. Yeah, if you, you can touch get in each other's other, faces. Yeah, if if, if someone other, slaps, then you're out of the you house. You get kicked out. Mm-hmm. So and I used to always say, well, that's not, the, that's not the real world, just wantonly being able to scream and call anybody whatever you want, and there's no consequences coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not the real world. The real world is somebody might punch yeah. the shit out of you, and because of that, you keep your mouth shut. Well, then you get that thing. It's like the high school fight. It's like everyone knows the teacher's around the corner, so the two guys are in their faces, each other's faces, like basically daring the other one to hit first. Right. Because then the fight will be broken up. Hold me back. So it's like you got two people who are just, they know they're not supposed to hit each other, but they just get in each other's faces. The tension never gets released. Right. And one person's just trying to goad the other one into slapping them so they can get kicked out of the house. That's not how that shit works. Right. That's not not So then they just talk shit to each other for days and days and days. With no That's like, how you knew it was real in high school because if you straight up said, Hey yo, you're doing all this here three o'clock over at that parking lot, yeah. let's do it and see how many people don't show up. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I I mean years ago I brought up the two times in my life I've ever been in a fight, which were both school related, but the uh the one time the guy came up to me in the cafeteria and was like, Let's fight right now. I was like, No. <laughs> what the fuck no I yeah. said no you live in this neighborhood I live in this neighborhood they were like bordered each other yeah. just meet at the entrance of our neighborhood at five and All right. you? That, that he agreed to it but like I knew what he was doing he wanted to f- I I was I beat him in the fight I don't you know he was I was a small kid but he was smaller like mm-hmm. it was the rare where I had the mismatch <laughs> yeah. in my favor but like I knew what he was doing mm-hmm. he was like let's fight right here because we're in a cafeteria full of fucking teachers and there's mm-hmm. nothing gonna be a fight I was like right. no what what a dumb idea right, that was. Right. But that's what people do. And they, they have all the bluster. And then there's no real fight because it gets broken up. Yeah. Or no one actually, like on the reality shows, no one actually wants to get kicked out of the house. So there's no real fight. So the fake tough guy can look like a real tough guy. 
You know, it's like I I would have kicked your ass. You didn't want to. You didn't no, want you it. Wouldn't have. You didn't want it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't Fuck have. boy. You didn't want it. That's why you also have the thing of of with kids as parents thinking that their kid is special. Mm. A lot of that bullshit. Yeah. A lot, a lot of that. Well, that's how you end up with a guy like Donald Trump being elected president. Fake. Bless her. A lot of stuff like you know, goading the goading the. Um, the people in the audience to kick people out and I'll, right. and I'll pay money and, and ta- a lot of tough talk, a mm. lot of weird tough talk. And we got to do smoke them out basically. Yeah. It's, it's that, but just to the next level. John Wayne that's, shit. That's all mm. it is. It's just yeah. John Wayne bullshit. That's why, that's why. Okay. So he, he launches, he launches 60 Tomahawk missiles against Syria and fucking Brian Williams is damn near coming on himself about how beautiful the missiles are shooting off the yeah. next day. Fareed Zakaria and all these people are talking about how presidential he looks and how how this this is the moment where he became a president. By, yeah, I was thinking of that same line Van Jones said yeah. back when he gave that stupid you know? address with the Yemen soldier's right. wife and this everything. Is, the minute I heard him going on and talking about God, the minute I hear God invoked, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because right. now you right. get all these well, guys, you know, oh, so presidential. The, there's that biggie line you're nobody till somebody kills you yeah uh with presidents it's you're nobody right, till, till you, you kill, kill somebody, somebody. You and as soon as you yeah. kill someone they're like oh what a great what a presidential right, thing right. to do but that to try to you, kill people you that know? shows you the problem of having a male mentality the the patriarchy swinging mentality dick. of of uh newscasters is that they're they're it, that missile is a dick yeah. Speaking of throwing a dick on a table, that right. missile is a dick. Mm-hmm. And they're so impressed by that, so taken by that. And, or and or that speech he made about a guy a guy's dick basically, a soldier. We got the biggest dicks. We have the biggest dicks, so and they're so taken by that. Like this guy was saying t- today on Joy Reed's show, they she talked about it and this guy was saying he's a he's a columnist. He was like the media has to be better. They're not going to be better, but if you think that that makes him presidential by bombing somebody, that makes him presidential. Mm-mm. You are morally bankrupt. Yeah. And he was like, "These are people that I know." He was like, "Because he's in that same game." He's like, "These are people that I know," and they're morally bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You're morally bankrupt. I prefer to use the word that that um, that is that. Do you hear a helicopter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm from the word that Steve Bald that Baldwin uses where he says you're a moral monster. I don't know if that makes you a monster, a moral monster, but there's definitely something wrong with your morals. You're a moral moron. If you, yeah, that's a good, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that flows out good, moral moron. You're a, moral, you're a Momo. Moron. Yeah, Momo. Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> you're a moralon. You had definitely have a problem if you believe that, that him bombing somebody, and I'm not above, and believe me, I'm far from being above bombing people. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but, the actual act. I but mean, I don't take, you shouldn't take, Pride in Joy it. and pride and that. That's Ugh. not what that's up for. No. It definitely doesn't make you presidential because it's easy to do. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no. And then Melly Mel said it in World War Three. Said, you know, and they even had the nerve to pray to God, but God don't want to hear all your mess when you ain't the one that he laid to rest. Right. You know? <laughs> right. You know, it just, and then it's it, it turns out, well, they, okay, so they bomb an airport. Airport's open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all symbolic. Call the Russians. That's Russians what moved, it is. It's Russians a symbolic interactionist gesture. Out. It's a warning shot. That's right. all it's, it is. It's and just, it's just, you know, it's it's uh, pulling your dick out and saying, "What now?" Yeah. Because from know? what yeah. I understand, based on the options, he could have taken down the Assad squad easy. Right. Yeah. But that that's 
too aggressive. So they always have to measure that shit. Like, yeah. okay, we want to send a message, but not overdo it. And how do we do that? Okay, let's tip them off. Russia's going to know. Russia will tell Syria. Mm-hmm. They're going to clear all the people. And no one's going to die or very few people. And we'll knock some buildings down. We'll get some cool mm-hmm. satellite pictures of buildings that are lo- no longer there. And they'll know we mean business. Mm-hmm. That's not a move that, I mean, Obama may have done the same thing. Hillary may have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, that's just that bullshit world politics mm-hmm. bluster. Like, oh, guess yeah. uh, you know, guess who's here? Like, you know, let me kick in the but door and show you that I'm here. How secure do you feel in people doing making a move like that knowing that it's donald trump making here's the problem move? how yeah. secure do you feel the problem like is Don, donald trump watches the news <laughs> yeah and donald trump is intoxicated by praise right so when donald trump hears oh, i finally like this guy yeah he's gonna be like i'm gonna do more of that i'm gonna do more you of know? that i'm gonna do because he it's the ego it's not right. about the nuance of world politics it's not about like how do you move the chess pieces around and mm-hmm. what happens when Syria responds. What are they going to respond with? And listen to my advisors. It's going to turn into, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, That's I'm right. uh, I got my pants around my ankles watching CNN now. And mark these words: the night that Donald Trump became presidential, to him CNN became real news. Yeah, right. Well, right. He just did an interview with New York Times, the failing fake New York Times. Right. Trump did an interview with them, so yeah. he uses all that stuff. He uses it to his advantage when he wants to and things like with, with cnn i think there's they're desperate to find something positive to say about trump so they'll oh, overpraise yeah. when he does something that's just a normal thing like throwing some bombs at an airfield which again a lot of presidents might have done they overpraise that yeah like this is oh my god oh this is so okay, this is like so just measured. like when uh 9 they say oh i really don't like george bush's policies for the last seven years but i gotta say i really like the way he handled 9-11 right. what, what did he do he mishandled it he sat there and read yeah. a stupid mishandled, book upside he down everything right and then he comes stands on a pile of rubble with a fucking hard hat with a flag on it and now what he's presidential well you've missed one part though you smoke them out of their holes yeah. i'm oh, reading this yeah. book called on tyranny 20 lessons from the 20th century by timothy snyder I saw him on uh, a little clip from Real Time talking, and what struck me was Bill Maher kept kept laughing, and he said, I'm not laughing about anything. And I was like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm buy that book. <laughs> so, she so asked, how come the, I don't smile? I bought the book. It has 20, <laughs> has 20 different lessons from different dictators and stuff like that. And and the things that are, I'm on like the eighth one right now, and the things along the way are so prescient and on point of what's happening today right up to the launching of the missiles because mm-hmm. at some point the war will be started in in somebody's name and and watch how fast the media line up behind him and god damn it that didn't happen the very same day i was reading a book yeah uh, on the toilet and the very same day that very same evening <laughs> i'm watching i'm watching i was watching rachel maddow and they cut in because we're we're shooting and then brian williams oh oh we're shooting missiles yeah. Oh, like, so oh my great! God, Brian, so Jesus great. Christ, you liar! What's wrong with you? I have forgotten mm-hmm. that you're a liar. By the way, yeah. Will you dial it back? You know, and, and that's his daughter in Get Out. By the way, yeah, that is his I daughter. Mean, that's Brian Williams' daughter, the girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Allison and, Williams. And no one's telling. No one is sitting there, even at that table, going, "Wait a minute." Why? Why are you happy with this? What do you mean that this makes him presidential? No one, ch- you just let somebody say it, and then you don't challenge them on it at all, right? You don't, and then a, 
because you know that guy that I saw this morning was waiting to say that shit. He couldn't wait to get in front of a camera and yeah. say that that that's, this is morally wrong. You fucking you fuck boys. You mm-hmm. know he couldn't wait to get in front of the camera and and throw that out. And there's a lot of just the general propaganda of it all. Like you know, seventy people, sixty nine people were killed by chemical weapons. And of course, there's camera, there's pictures and video of these kids gasping for air and all that. Obviously. Lots of people, including kids, have been killed uh, for years, and we haven't really done much, you know, mm-hmm. especially with letting refugees in. But they put that video all over. Anytime they need us to bomb someone, anytime it's it's uh, trying to gin up that that sentiment, it's okay to show amputated people, bloody people on cots in tents, kids mm-hmm. gasping for air, but. They never want to show U.S. soldiers caskets with the flags like lined up in a plane coming back home. There was a big resistance to that after Obama started allowing that to be. He yeah. wanted the, he wanted the pictures to be shown. Right, but that's the that's the, like it's like we can't see the horrors of Bush war. had him coming in in the middle of the night. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we can't see the horrors of war when our people are mm-hmm. being subjected to them. But when other people are being subjected to them. Apparently, you can put it on the TV at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. And you can show people spurting blood. 8 o'clock at night? You can show the shit in the middle of the day. Yeah. You can show people <laughs> dying. You can show kids dying. You can show yeah. children dying, and it's okay. But you, but they don't want negative sentiments. They don't want you to see dead soldiers, mm-hmm. which, you know, right now we don't have that going on as much. But if there's a if this war thing happens or if it escalates, and there are going to be moments where, especially these days with everyone that has a camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. People over there are going to be uploading pictures of dead American soldiers or mm-hmm. videos of shit like that, and it's not going to be shown. It's going to be, you shouldn't watch that. That's horrible what they're doing. Let's let's not exploit that. And as soon as uh, something comes up to justify bombing a country, oh, show it. Yeah, show it. Show show people yeah. dying, and and it's like okay, we'll show the the totality of it. Yeah, it's going to lead to this other thing and this other thing. But no, they just want us to feel okay with bombing. So it's like, okay, yeah, show the show the bloody amputees. And that's how morally bankrupt. That's how morally bankrupt. Not just our leaders are, but our society is. Mm-hmm. Society. That's how morally bankrupt. It is. Brian Williams is not an unintelligent man. If he was, he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. He's he's a smart man. Fareed mm-hmm. Zakaria is a highly intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. And yet they're all f- Van Jones. He's not a stupid man. Yeah. Yet they're all falling all over themselves. To now praise this guy for killing people when he says, "Well, we're gonna," well, I saw the pictures of those children, those sweet babies. Well, you didn't let them come in this country, right? Mm-hmm. You could just be if if it's so desperate to you. Why aren't you letting them come into this country? Yep. You know that's bullshit. It's a lie. But you don't call him out. You say, "Well, he became presidential," and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? He did become presidential when he started murking people up. Mm-hmm. Would he ever call Tamir Rice a sweet child? Yeah, no. 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 And, and so Tamir Rice was a sweet boy playing. Right. <laughs> it's a media charade. I mean, they want to be able to look objective. Mm-hmm. So every now and then they got to put a dash of sugar yeah. on Mr. That's Trump. That's why they so then they overpraise because they're like it's yep. been a while since we've said anything positive but about But there's no such guy. but that's the thing is that you're not being objective. You're not obligated you're not to being be objective. Obje- yeah. yeah, you're not obligated to be positive. Mm-hmm. Objectivity is just fud reporting what a fuck up he is! That's mm-hmm. that's being objective. That it's just is. like I'm only I'm only showing you what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying or anything else. This is what you did. Here it is. I'm yep. not trying to 
say, oh, and, oh, now let me go find something positive to say because you keep doing all these negative yeah. things, and I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna have to now go find something positive. That's insanity. No, that is insanity, and they should let the real fake news, Fox and Breitbart, handle the fucking praise. Yeah, you know what it is. It's like uh, when a kid has an absentee father, and then the father shows up once on Christmas and hands yeah. him a gift, yeah. and the kid's like super excited like overjoyed because mm-hmm. like oh he threw me a bone something that i liked happened yeah it's like no yeah. but he's a piece of shit 364 days yeah, out of the year until you yeah. finally get to the until you finally get to that knowledge of this guy is a piece of shit and he's yeah. never gonna not be a piece mm-hmm. of shit you're just gonna have to learn how to but when you're a child you don't that. think that and yeah. this is like no. a, the way ch- a children but children America, would see that yeah americans are childish yeah they are. that's why we're in this fucking position because Okay, so Barack changed it changed the rules of you can have I call him Barack now, where you can show the uh, coffins. So he started having them come in. You fly in during the day. Yep. Want to take pictures of it? That's fine with me, because that's what it really looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the reality of it. So but there was major resistance. Take a to look that. at and they fought him tooth and nail. But anytime yeah. they want to drop bombs, they'll show the horrors of war happening to hapless brown people somewhere else who. Then they can say, look at the horrible thing. So now we can drop bombs because you mm-hmm. guys all agree now we should drop bombs, right? Okay, we'll show all the horrors of war. I'll right. tell you I'll tell you what they should show too, not just coffins. Show amputees. Yeah. Show guys coming back with fucking a, half a leg, you know, mm-hmm. and right. not the ones that are learning, have learned how to walk so they can make a rosy 5 a.m. coffee <laughs> story, but fucking show the ones struggling. Show the guys mm-hmm. that used to come to the dancing crab where I would hang out, bounce or whatever when I got sober. Come through there, yeah, eight deep. And sit there, get fucked up drunk, start cursing out like Muslims, slam their hand on the bar and knock their own glass eye out of their fucking head and have it roll to the ground, which right. was actually sort of humorous, but it was sad too. So they could, their, their eye would just pop out? This just, one guy did, yeah. Wow. He, he, well, because he hit the goddamn bar so hard with yeah. his fist, it was just like, and it fell out. And they threw people out of there one night i mean yeah. it was they were eight deep and we had this one bouncer billy that was like an gold glove bad motherfucker you know yeah and the cops came picked them up and took them back to bethesda you know, oh really naval base oh yeah it was out of this world i mean they probably got in some trouble we didn't see them again or anything like that but you know that's some shit you need to see before you go around glorifying all this war. And so, what happens if if your eye pops out? Like, what happens when you sneeze? I guess your eye just pops out all the time. It could. I mean, I mean, how do they secure those things? Is there it pretty hard? How do you just pop that thing in there? Is, is it anchored <laughs> to anything? Like, does, <laughs> is it just floating around in your head? Like, can it can it roll back into your head? How does that? I guess so. You could ask Eric Kelly. We gotta ask people. I, I, because I knew, <laughs> I know those things can. He is that floater. That's why he had to quit boxing and he starts yeah, training true. people. That's true. And he has a glass eye now. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that goes on and he's just like, man, why, you, why you sticking there with your ass hanging out? You want someone to get behind it? Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Trying a hook, like retard. Fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> now I'm curious about how how do they secure glass eyes? I mean that. Are they just in there? Is there like is a cavity that the eye fits in? I guess it depends on your insurance plan. They should do a fucking military expose <laughs> right. on that too. If you don't have any insurance, they'll just paint an eye on your eyelid. Yeah. You just got to keep it closed. <laughs> or do a patch situation, I guess. 
<laughs> but the casualties of war are beyond. Like, I'd rather be dead than come back with, like, PTSD, a missing leg, a missing arm. Well, it's because when you come back, you know they ain't gonna, they're not going to do nothing for you. Yeah. You're on your own, basically, That's in it. this country. But we love the troops so much, but you're on your fucking own. Let's help homeless veterans. It's like being a being a first responder that we all love. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to all those 9-11 firemen and, and first responders who now all have umpteen kinds of cancers from all the shit that was in those buildings. They, yeah. they, they help them. Yeah. They're cutting money mm-hmm. to help them. Meantime, stars have to have have to PC Hollywood bullshit liberal Hollywood has to have a fundraiser to keep these people alive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. fuck you, Hollywood. Please, but, please help us. But Giuliani will use them anytime he wants political right. capital. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, again, right. just trot them out. Let's, uh, let's justify whatever we want right. to do. Trot them out. Shuffle right. them back in. Shuffle them back in. Trot them out, and they go. Yep. That's that's the thing is that they they go, they they go out there and they I, I they just they keep believing in the system. Of, some some get cynical. You know, of, I don't even think it's cynical. It's just it's not working. Mm-hmm. They're not. They they have no interest in helping you. None. No. If they did, they would be. This country has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be taken care of. Yeah. Any VA problems could be taken care of immediately. This country has a lot of money. It could be taken care of immediately. Yeah. It's chosen not to. Mm-hmm. Just somebody chose not to. You know. Just like they chose not to back Barack Obama. Barack Obama tried to do this thing the right way. And when he was like, All right, I'm gonna bomb the shit out of Syria. Let me go to Congress and hey Congress, you gonna let me do this? <laughs> no. Okay. All right, then I'll have to do it another way. So he did it diplomatically, but then they beat him over the head with it for since 2013. They kept beating him over the head with it. Now Trump just went ahead and does it without them, and now they're okay with it. That's mm. the hypocrisy. We would have been cool with it. He knew that. Yeah, that's the hypocrisy of them, and the press lets them get away with it. Yeah. Yep. The press lets them get away with it. Like you just let them get away with it. How about how about Hillary Clinton? saying you know they're interviewing her she says you know misogyny had a lot to play in this and as soon as i saw that i said okay now here's what's going to happen now we're going to play the game and the game goes like this she says what is clearly an obvious thing and everybody's now going to act like she's clearly that she's wrong what was she mm-hmm. saying the misogyny was well you got to pull up the interview they, they did the interview and asked her about about, about the election or? yeah about the election oh, okay. it was the first thing that she had said online about the election it's all out there yeah yeah pull it up because i don't want to i don't want to misspeak what she said but she said a big factor in it was the misogyny of of you're not gonna vote for a woman we mm-hmm. can't have a woman and she was saying how there's certain traits in a man are seen as great hard charging and stuff like that but they're seeing a woman they're not seen as desirable traits in a woman. Yeah. You know. That's true. All these things that she's saying are true, and yet all these journalists, tr- the wh- white cisgendered <laughs> <laughs> journalists, trip and fall over themselves to call her a liar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so here, he, no. now, now we have to start the game. Okay, so the game is, she says something that we know is, we know is factually correct. We know that. But we're going to act like it's not, because... If we say that it is, then we have to look at ourselves and we have to demand that society, we either demand society changes or we just we just go, well, we're okay with it being like this. Yeah. Personally, they're okay with it being like that. Well, we because have if to they make, weren't, they would say that this has to stop and this has to yeah, change. We have to make sacrifices of ourselves. Like right. Change and that's, our, they don't and that's wanna, what people don't want to do. Don't want to change the way you think about something. Well, and it's not even... Societal. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. always even just an unwillingness to change out of like just some laziness or whatever. It's the first thing you're unwilling to do is admit that 
you were wrong. Right. It's, it's calling you wrong. Yeah. And saying like, well, no, I'm not. No, right. I'm not wrong. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge that. Right. Um, In the meantime, we all know this is happening. Mm-hmm, we yeah. all know it's happening. We're all like, it's yeah, all yeah, it happens. But we're gonna say that it doesn't happen. It's like any type of racism that's going on. Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed from the NFL. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We all know that. We all know why. Yet we've all got to now at go on television shows and we have to have a discussion as to how why the real reason he's blackballed and it's not has nothing to do with this. It's really not even a blackballing. I mean, he's a vegan and they don't like vegans. Mm-hmm. So it's going to hurt. So we have to play this dumb game yep. rather than say these owners are wrong. They're All they're trying to do is silence a black man. Mm-hmm. No one wants to say that, you know. Misogyny played a played a part in Hillary Clinton's. Misogyny has played a part in Hillary Clinton her whole career tenure. Yeah, her, her whole career, the the misogynistic society has been on her back, mm-hmm. including women. By the way, oh yeah, <laughs> including well, that women. Her, that was part of the interview. She said she spends a lot of time wrestling with the fact that fifty three percent of white women voted for Trump and the impact of her gender on her loss. She said at the Women in, Women in the World Summit, certainly misogyny played a role, she said. Of course. So, you know, like that's that 50, first of all, where did that, that number come from? Like, was that just exit polls, the 53% of white women? It was ag- it was that ag- was a, the ag- day ag- after the election. Aggregate exit polling, but then it, it they re- went back, redid it again, it came yeah. up actually a little bit higher, like 54, 55%. Right, because I'm just, mm-hmm. I was, and with men and with white men, it's 60, 63%. That's why I say on stage, it's just look at it as five out of 10, six out of 10. Just right. look at it like that mm-hmm. rather right. than trying to break it down. You know? Yeah. Except for like the 13% of, of, of black men, uh, one out of 10. It, it didn't shock me because I got to be honest. I mean, I've known a lot of white women, grew up with them and everything. A lot of them like being subservient. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for fucking saying <laughs> something like that. It's not a popular thing to want to have to admit, but a lot of them do not want to buck the status quo. They like, and most people, period, like a bubble world, like a bubble existence where all the rules are kind of simple. You don't really look at the ugly underbelly of stuff. Many of them are content to just say, oh, I want to just be married, have my kids, cook, take them to church on Sundays. Fucking have them pack their lunch, you know, yeah. school. I've carved out this little Th- thing This for bubble world for me. Yeah. And Trump, you know, will make America great again. You know, I saw a couple too many things I just didn't like about Obama. I didn't like about Kaepernick. I didn't like about Cam Newton. I didn't like about whatever. Well, all that, make America great again for people like that. The way, what they, how they hear that is make me feel good good about America again. Yeah. Because America points the finger at that woman and says, my, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're my wrong. My goodness right. is whiteness. Right. But right. If, if America's pointing the finger at the, the establishment, um, white privilege, mm-hmm. white supremacy, uh, white women, whatever, yeah. if, if people are starting to point that finger, protesters are saying it out loud, uh, white people don't have a seat at this table. Mm-hmm. This conversation is not for you. This is your issue. You have to deal with this. You have to do that. Make America great again comes from those people feeling like they're they're being picked on. Yeah, they're being encroached upon. And it's really just make me feel good about America again. So shut those people up. Mm-hmm. Not fix the problem, but stop having them point the finger at me and telling me how wrong I am. Now America's great again. Yeah. Nothing's changed. 
you know, uh, infrastructure hasn't changed. Uh, racial harmony hasn't improved. Police violence hasn't improved. But they stopped yeah. telling me how bad I am. Shut up, be happy. Or yeah. you started telling me how good I am to drown out them telling me how bad I am. So mm-hmm. make make me feel good about America again. It's all that really is. It's all they're in their feelings because people have spent the last couple of years just saying out loud, "Fuck you, you're wrong." Right. And they're they don't they can't tolerate that. Mm-mm. You know. That's right. the queen. We're at hour ten. We gotta get. Yeah, we're two bring, episodes in today. Bring we got this one home. Run a time crunch. Bring this one home. Um, we have a uh, couple things we'll tease maybe for Thursday, like Kendall Jenner. Yes. They pulled that commercial off YouTube. It's probably still up. I know. Yeah. But also, I found out some things about the um, about the extras. Oh, okay. Did they film it like in some other countries? On Thailand. <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> Which I'll be talking about in a little bit. <laughs> so they just wanted they just wanted a sandwich. Right, yeah. <laughs> they just want some craft services for the <laughs> right. <laughs> they, you know, a struggling actor, they don't really have a. They can't. Yeah. They have to make yeah. their yeah. pay their rent. And shit. That's in this country. We yeah. even talk about in Thailand where you're just trying to right. <laughs> right. You, you mean I don't have to eat a dog today? I can actually eat some some real roast beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I thought that commercial was full of fuck boys, but now I realize it's just full yeah. of lady boys. Yeah. There you oh. go. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So you guys come on back on Monday. Thursday. Uh, Thursday, excuse Thursday. me. Come on back on Thursday. Remember to pick up my new album on April 25th. Um, or if you want to get in on the pre-sale on iTunes, it'll be on the pre-sale on April 18th. Um, I haven't got that confirmation about that yet, but that's the date mm-hmm. I chose. So April 18th for the pre-sale, April 25th mm-hmm. for the album. And you can get it everywhere you buy music and you can stream it, et cetera, et cetera. It's called Vintage. It's really good, guys. It's you really check good, it out. guys. It's, really pretty, it's pretty strong. Pretty there strong are album. some problematic things in it, but I overall, I think yeah. you'll like it. Yeah. He bashed the troops, man. I bashed the troops. I called them fuck boys. <laughs> he walked them. He yeah. walked a fuck boy. I did walk a fuck boy. <laughs> did walk a fuck Although, boy. he was a great laugh. There's, I left some stuff in where you can clearly hear that dude laughing. Yeah. He was up to that point. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. And uh, before the show, when I talked to that dude, Good dude. You're out there, fuck boy. You've been on notice. Your laugh is on file. He got triggered by a bit, and it made him think of his brother who died in Afghanistan. And Mm. you know, he's people get triggered. They they have their feelings hurt. Even even tough guys. Tough guys. You don't you don't know what's going on with them. You know, I get it. He guys he was triggered. He was probably a nice guy who couldn't think straight anymore after that. But I didn't leave that in. I didn't leave that heckling. I put that bit is on the CD from the from the next night. But uh, it did well the next night. So. Did well that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in a, a different kind of well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the bit about just standing for the national anthem. Just a different kind of well. Which is yeah. called the national anthem the on the national album. Anthem on the album. And you all will hear it. Yeah, I can play it right now. We if you talk, talk, we were, yeah, let's play yeah, it. Let's all do that. it. You know what? No, man, I don't want to burn it. I don't want to burn it. They're still going to get the CD, Andy. You got to start, you got to throw some, some teasers out. I don't want to burn it. Hold on. Let me see how long the clip is first. Drop a gem on out. It's a minute 56 long. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe we'll play it. Let's tease it for Thursday. You know what you can do is we can wrap it up and then you can just tag, you can just clip it on at the end. I could do that. Just yeah. do that. All right. So we'll, we'll do that. I'll put it on like right here before we fade into music. Right. Um, and I'll I'll set it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Now I'm looking at all my tracks to see what the uh, short one we could play, but I'll maybe we'll do that Thursday. I'll set it up. Just, I'll set it up for you on the way out. So let's do the, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. the walkout stuff. I'll yeah. Set it up. All right, so yeah, and maybe we'll play a different clip Thursday. I don't know if I want to burn any more clips though. Okay. But whatever. All right. So. so listen, people, you guys come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you. Be sure to uh, 
uh, send us uh, any of your emails. As you see, we'll read them and talk about them. So send us send us emails, and we appreciate anybody who sends us an email. We appreciate anybody who gave us a little bit of money. We definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, I will be at the DC Improv May 19th and 20th. Um, DC Draft House. Uh, excuse me, the DC Draft House with Rick Younger, May 19th and 20th. Tanya's going to be in town. Tanya Wyman is coming, and she's bringing her fella, and they're coming to the Draft House. We'll be her. there May 19th and 20th. That's two shows on Friday and two shows on Saturday. Come that's on a, That's through. a good lineup, too, Rick Younger. Yeah, must have Rick uh, Younger. And then we're going to that Saturday night. We'll do the open mic. I'm going to see if I can load it up with three guys on folks. For Tanya. Just for Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> as well as just, for the that's rest all it takes one person just for the rest of you yeah that's all it takes we're all gonna be on so we'll probably all be on you will have already seen me and uh uh pd give me your stuff yeah so uh at steelborn dc on twitter and instagram pd steel facebook uh steelborn fm podcast and come this tuesday to the pinch northwest dc eight o'clock see me Tomorrow take night? out uh mike Black's old decrepit ass in a roast battle. There you go. Oh, okay. And Tomorrow uh, night. Shout out <laughs> to Hennessy Williams out uh, of Florida. Big shout out to him who, uh, taking me around all over around. Florida. He said you the truth. I told Petey, I've seen the videos. The dude's a real deal. He's yeah, real he deal. is. Yeah, he's a good comic. He's a uh, comedy. Is, is he plugged in down there? He gets on everywhere? He's a big deal? Yeah. Good. I mean, good. Yeah, he should be. Good. Well, shout out to Hennessy. That's a memorable name, too. Hennessy Williams. Hennessy Williams, Williams yeah. yeah. Showing Petey some love. Shout out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And uh, I think that's about it. So you guys come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Beauty Stu. All right. So this is us signing off. And here's a little bit of a teaser from Andy's album, Vintage, which drops when? April 25th. There you go. Enjoy. And by the way, for the record, I don't care what you anyone wants to do during the national anthem. I don't know why that's an issue for anyone. Uh, players, people in the stands, whatever. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Take a knee. Uh, knit a sweater, <laughs> play Pokemon Go on your phone. If you're at the game, do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever it takes to get football fans to just shut the fuck up for two minutes, I'm fine with. When did football fans get so concerned with respect? You ever been to a football game? That's the most disrespectful place on earth. It's a bunch of people cheering when opposing players get hurt. Like, yeah, you're never gonna walk again, you fucking cripple. Hey, hey, hold on, they're playing the song. <laughs> hey, lady, show your tits. Show them. Wait, put them away, they're playing the song. <laughs> Have a little respect, lady. Why do we even have the anthem before game? Only sporting events. That's the only time we even have the national anthem. Like, in no other situation would you even tolerate that happening. Like, if I came up here before my set at the beginning of the show and put a boombox down right here and pushed play and the national anthem started, you wouldn't stand up. You would just sit there and judge the fuck out of me. This is opening joke? This is fucking terrible. But you just do it. Everyone does. It's like a peer pressure thing. Everyone does it. Like, standing up for the national anthem is like washing your hands in a public bathroom. You'll do it when there are a lot of other people around to make sure you did it. If there's no one else around, you're just gonna have piss on your hands all day. And you're fine with it.